Hello and welcome back to the Food Freedom Simplified podcast. I am your coach, Charlotte. And I am your coach, Michelle. And in today's episode, we are going to be sharing with you the secret to losing weight quicker without having to eat less or spend hours in the gym. So without any further rambling, let's get straight into today's episode. Are you the type of person who has a desk job, is really frustrated because you are limiting what you're eating, you're having a really sensible breakfast, a really sensible lunch, a really sensible dinner, and you just cannot figure out why you're not losing weight. If you're struggling to move more, if you're struggling to fit in exercise and go to the gym or do the planned exercise that you think you should be doing in order to lose weight, this is the episode for you. We're going to talk about a phrase today, which you may or may not have heard, but we're going to make it so simple for you to understand and so simple for you to implement. All you have to do is keep listening. Absolutely. So what is it? What are we talking about? What is this phrase? Now, as Michelle said, you may have heard of it before. You may not have heard of it before. But what we are talking about is something called NEAT. Now, NEAT is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And it's so important when we're looking at well, health, but also when we're trying to lose weight as well without having to spend hours in the gym or eat less. So there's loads of reasons why your NEAT is important. First of all, it makes up about 15% roughly of the calories that you burn on a day-to-day basis. Um, And it's also really important for your mental health, for your productivity and for reducing stress. Completely. And do you know what? It starts or the average is around 15%. I know for me, my neat energy expenditure is about 27 to 30% of my calories because I'm a pretty active person day to day. And that doesn't even account for any exercise I do. And I work out four times a week, five times a week sometimes. So it accounts for a hell of a lot of my calories. (laughs) But neat is anything that is not planned exercise and is not breathing and is not your normal bodily functions that you need to survive so it's things like taking the stairs instead of taking the lift it is walking up and down your stairs if you forget something rather than sending your husband or your partner to go and get it for you you get off your ass and go and get it yourself all of these little tiny things small adjustments are going to increase your energy expenditure and believe it or not it's going to help you to burn more calories I'm going to pick up on a point really quickly a controversial point and you can tell me whether (laughs) this is something you do or not I was talking to a client the other day about what they're going to be doing for the next few days and how we can help how I can help her to burn more calories so she said that for the rest of today she is going to be doing some cooking she's going to go pick the kids up from school and then tonight she is going to do some ironing so I'm like amazing right walk and pick the kids up from school perfect get some energy expenditure out there when you're cooking make sure that you're constantly on your feet that you're not sitting down while it's boiling or you know you're constantly thinking you can prep something else you can clean up in the kitchen you can do lots of things so you're still stood on your feet and ironing amazing you're going to be stood on your feet for maybe two or three hours depending on how much ironing you're doing (laughs) and then she stopped me and she said stood on my feet while I'm ironing I was like yes stood up while you're ironing She said, no, don't be silly. I sit down and I watch telly. I was like, what? I have never heard of this before. So apparently 
she puts her ironing board down to a seated level I guess because it's yeah. adjustable. I say that like I know like I've got one I was gonna put- say yeah <laughs> neither of us have actually got irons have we so no she puts her ironing board down to like a seated level she'll sit on her sofa watch telly for hours and iron I was like don't be ridiculous stand up and iron <laughs> a you're going to be more efficient be yeah. you're, you're gonna hurt your back by sitting yeah. constantly twisting and she's got lower back issues I was like right we're gonna kill two birds with one stone <laughs> so I'm like am I alone here have you ever heard of that before no I've never heard I mean I don't iron because I hate it however like I obviously have ironed before and I've always stood up I've never sat down and ironed because uh, like you say your back you'd just be hunched over like it'd really hurt it's, it's yeah bizarre anyway so simple things like that around the house cleaning tidying it's going to help you burn more calories. I'm going to put a poll, actually. So if you're listening to this on Spotify, head down to the bottom and vote on the poll. Do you do your ironing sat down or stand up? Because I'm my mind's blown on that one. <laughs> yeah, I need to know. I need to know what you do. Also, <laughs> if you can do more than two options, do you actually iron your clothes? Because yeah. I'm, one. I'm, I'm a non-ironer. Same, same. <laughs> we digress, as always. As always, as always. But kind of still on topic. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about a really hot topic in the fact that there's this number that people fixate yeah. on. If they're not hitting this number every single day, they either beat themselves up or they don't understand how they can't hit it. Before we mention this number, again, I'm going to take a friend actually, and she has a dog. So I'm like, I don't understand. You're eating really well. I don't understand. You take your dog out three times a day why aren't you burning more calories? Why aren't you losing weight with the food that you're eating? So I said, right, walk me step by step through your day so I can really understand it. Turns out she's taken a dog for a walk in a field close to here, but she doesn't actually take a dog around the field. She stands at the entrance to the field and watches her dog run backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And I was like, you're not taking your dog for a walk. So the whole time I'm thinking, oh yeah, you're going for like an hour walk three times a day. No, she stood there on her phone watching the dog walk. So the dog's getting super <laughs> but she's not. So it's it's things like that that you create yeah. a normality and she's doing, you know, 12, 13,000 steps now, whereas she was doing four and a half, five thousand at a push. Um, but this number that we fixate on, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think so. The, this ma- there's a magical number out there, and you're probably it's probably in your head now in terms of right, I've got to hit 10,000 steps a day because if I hit 10,000 steps a day, that's what I need to do to lose weight, to feel healthier, to feel fitter. That's the number I have to hit. However, this surprises a lot of people when they find this out. So this whole 10,000 steps a day thing came from a Japanese marketing thing. They were marketing something and, well, it was a step counter thing and they came up with this number 10,000 then literally everybody jumped on it and was like, yeah, we need to hit 10,000 steps a day. However, in order to get the health benefits, we're looking ideally at at least 7,000 steps a day. So actually, if you can't hit 10,000 steps right now, if you are sat at a desk job and right now you're hitting two, three, four, five thousand, 5,000 and 10,000 just seems so far out of reach for you, that you aim for that 10,000 every day, but you feel like you failed because actually it's just not possible for you right now. Take that 10,000 out of your head because actually 
it was just a marketing thing. And I, I like to look at steps. I do this with me and I do this with my clients. We look at it as a range and we do the exact same thing with calories. We look at it as a range over the week, but also a range over the day. So for me, because I am stuck to a desk, like most of the time, mine range from 7,000 to 12,000. Now, if I can go above 12,000, great. But my daily non-negotiable is 7,000. So if I can hit those 7,000 steps a day, which most of the time I can, even though I'm tied to a desk, because well, we'll go into how you can do that later, but having that range just gives you that flexibility. So on those days where you've got a little bit more time, you can try and get to the higher end of that range. On the days where it's actually really difficult, then let's try and stick to at least that non-negotiable. Um, so that's how I do it with my clients and also with myself as well, to be honest, when it comes to the amount of steps that we should be doing each day. Yeah, and it just shows you how how different just you and I are because yeah. my minimum is 14,000 steps and my maximum is somewhere around 22, 24. And that's an average day for me because I am constantly on my feet. I don't have a desk job. So it's creating specific goals for specific people. And if you are somebody who is a teacher, you're always on your feet or you're a nurse, you're always on your feet it's creating something that's realistic for you and is going to be also a push and something that you want to achieve. So you're going to get home and be like, oh, I'm 500 steps off my target. I'm just going to stand and step on the spot while I watch telly, or I'm going to go for a walk around the block because actually I've been inside all day and for my mental health, I know I need to get out. And it's teeny tiny little changes that are going to make a big difference. Yeah. And, and just on that as well, and as this, I get, you might disagree with this, but for me, like, especially if we're at that lower end of that range. So if I'm near like that 7,000, I will try my goddamn hardest to hit those 7,000 outside because yes, it's the same amount of steps, but if you're doing it inside, it's not the same in terms of the creativity, the productivity, the mental health benefits, the stress relief. So if we if we are going to try and aim for a number try your absolute hardest in my eyes to get that number outside in the fresh air as much as you can i i do agree <laughs> however however um it depends who you are and mm-hmm. what you can use which i know you will agree with this what you will use as an excuse oh absolutely yeah I think as a society, we are very, very lazy. And if it looks, it doesn't even have to be raining. If it looks like it might drizzle, <laughs> we will use that as an excuse not to go out. And yeah. I personally, I don't mind walking in the rain. I will always use it as an excuse not to go running. I hate running in the rain, but I will also use it as an excuse not to go and walk my dogs because if they come back in the house, the first thing they do is shake. And the water goes everywhere and it drives me nuts, especially if the house has just been cleaned. Um, so we, we will always create an excuse not to do something. So if you're going to use the outside as an excuse, know that you're giving yourself a plan A, B and C. You're going to walk today, no matter what. But your first option is outside, because as Charlotte said, mental health reasons it is the best option but option b is you're going to walk up and down your stairs because that's going to get your heart rate up and actually it's more like a workout than your knees but also then you know the last option is you're going to be stood in front of the telly stepping up and down or walk around the kitchen 
or do some loops around your kid's room while they're waiting to go to sleep. Actually, don't do that because that's not going to help them. Go you can dance while your dinner's cooking. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Get some squats in unless you've got <laughs> any issues. <laughs> yeah. But no, that's, and it's true. Like we, we do make excuses. And I think, like with, again, with the society that we live in, we want everything now because you can click on Amazon. Like I ordered something off Amazon yesterday. It was here at eight o'clock this morning. And because we have that, we expect, weight loss to come like that we expect results to come instantly like you can order it off amazon prime you can't um you know and, and it's going off on a bit of a tangent but the one thing that money can't buy apart from happiness is health and you have to put the work in to achieve those goals if you want to have a healthy live a healthier lifestyle like without sugarcoating it you do you have to put the work in and you have to overcome those excuses and I say that like it's easy. It's absolutely not. It's took me years to come out of that. And I'm sure you'll, you'll agree, Michelle, like it's not an easy thing to overcome those excuses, but being aware of them and having those different plans of, right, well, if I can't do this, I can do this. Like, is yeah. a game changer. I think just before I came on here to talk to you, actually, I was on Facebook flicking through like you do. And I came across this post of a woman stood on scales and things like that always grab my attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was selling some kind of Herbalife or something. Oh, God. I know, I know. And th- there's a reason I'm, I'm mentioning this. It's because of the whole, like, everything takes time and we do want everything now. Mm-hmm. And if we see, say, for example, somebody is on a journey, a lifestyle changing journey, they've joined one of our programs or they're with another coach, and they are gradually getting where they want to be, but they've just had a really shitty day. They may have overconsumed on calories and they're like, they're, they're entering that fuck it zone. Mm-hmm. If they see the post that I saw today, there's a woman stood on a scale and she said, I have been the 16 stone for as long as I can remember. I was 16 stone this time last week. And it now, the scale that she was stood on said 15 stone one. So she's claiming that she's lost nearly a stone in a week, which is not, it's doable, 100%. Not healthy. (laughs) But it's not healthy. Losing a stone in a week is is mental. And what people aren't seeing is that she's probably miserable. She probably hasn't eaten all week. She's probably on supplements or just shakes or water or I don't know. She probably hasn't shit in about three days. She's probably feeling horrendous and the people around her hate her. And she's not going to sustain it. So you probably won't see a post from her for another three weeks, maybe even three months until she starts to do it again. And you're you're literally seeing such a small caption of what somebody has done in a week and they're promoting it because they're in an MLM or no, I don't mind MLMs. I really don't. But when you're trying to promote something that is not healthy or sustainable and is actually going to create a horrendous relationship with food. I just hate it because things really, and like homing in on what Charlotte said, things take time. And if it looks too good to be true, I've got to be honest, it's probably too good to be true. Yeah. The thing is you, when we look at mindset, when we look at weight loss, you didn't get to where you're at right now, whether that's physically, mentally, whatever, overnight. Therefore, it's not going to change overnight. And if you want a quick fix pill that's going to work wonders, number one it doesn't exist number two we're not the coaches for you unfortunately because you know we will always be honest in the fact that actually that doesn't work it's not a thing and it it's a marketing thing and and unfortunately they they make they make billions and 
yeah it just 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 be aware when you when you're looking at those sort of things that if it looks too good to be true like you say it it probably is um yeah. and they make billions for a reason because it really does yeah. work for a short period of time genuinely it does it does work but the side effects from it are horrendous it's like no I'm not comparing this at all but no bikini model goes into bikini modeling and comes out with a healthy relationship with food or with themselves or without an eating disorder it's it's the same principle in that whenever you do anything drastically there are drastic outcomes so just please be aware of that if you are in that or entering that fuck it zone at the moment just please yeah please reach out to one of us or just talk to somebody I would rather you just talk to somebody than jump into some kind of supplement and also in our Q&A that we're going to film in a few days time ready for the next release we're going to talk about supplements because we've had loads of questions about this and I know lots of people want to take supplements because they think it's going to help them lose weight quicker and that isn't always the case but join in in our Q&A in a few days time for that yeah absolutely there's so much I can say on that but I'm like no Charlotte don't talk about it now (laughs) so going back to neat and all things neat so we were obviously talking about ranges and numbers um but if we move on to how can we increase it because you know if we're finding that we are stuck to a just job or you're running around with the kids every day I mean if you're running around with kids every day you your step count's probably quite high um but you know if you're thinking I just don't have any more time in the day to get this done there is ways that we can find to increase it and those little pockets that we can utilize so one of the things that I absolutely love for this I was about to show you then me and Michelle are on zoom but I've just realized you guys can't see it but um is that I time block every single day now it doesn't have to be something fancy on excel if you want to go on Excel and you want to do it the week before and you want to time block it on there, go for it. I just use a notebook and I use highlighters because that's what I like to do. But time blocking will really help you to clearly see where your meetings, appointments, your non-negotiables are, things that you can't move around, but also those little 10, 15 minute pockets that you've probably got during your day that you can utilize to go outside and get some movement in, even if it's just walking around the block. Because I used to have this quite limiting belief, I guess, where I was like, well, if I can't fit in hours walking, there's no point. There's no point me just walking around the block. But actually there is because those 15 minute, 20 minute walks in the morning before I start work, then in the middle of the day and then at the end of the day, I've hit over my 7,000 steps just by doing that. That's not going for an hour, hour and a half walk every time. That's literally utilizing the little gaps I've got in between client calls and meetings. so I find time blocking so good for helping me get little pockets throughout the day. Do you have anything you do, Michelle, to kind of find those little pockets? Well, you're yeah, anyway, I, I, you? I totally agree with you, time blocking. I time block in my Google Calendar, mainly because I am horrendous with remembering stuff. <laughs> and Google Calendar reminds me 10 minutes before I'm due to do anything. And if I know I have to drive somewhere, I make sure that it reminds me 10 minutes before I need to leave the house to drive somewhere. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I won't do it. And also it means I can invite people to these events or, you know, sessions or client chats so that they also get reminded. So I'm not then having to think about reminding them and reminding myself it's just done. Um, I just want to talk about negotiating with yourself about Mm. whether you should stick to things that you have set yourself to do. For example, go for a walk in the morning. 
I'm, I'm highlighting this because this was me this morning. So you're led in bed and in that split second that your alarm goes off, you negotiate with yourself probably a hundred times. And yes. you're like, right, I set this alarm knowing I can get out and I can go for an hour's walk. Let's take Charlotte's example. And also that was my plan this morning, <laughs> that you can go out for an hour's walk. And I knew that I wanted to listen to um, some learning stuff that I've been learning for work, for business, to do with nutrition. And I knew that an hour would take me to the end of that session. But what I could have done is, which I did, I snoozed, right, for <laughs> 10 minutes. And I thought, well, now I'm only going to have 50 minutes walk. So there's no point because I'm not going to get to the end of my podcast, uh, to the end of the learning podcast that I was listening to. But actually, what I did is I thought, no, because I can be only have 10 minutes left at the end of it, rather than the hour that I still have left to do. So it's making a conscious decision that, yes, it's not exactly what you set out to do, but you're still pushing yourself further along that line. You're still helping yourself get towards your goal by getting your ass out of bed and actually moving. If you set yourself up to do a workout this morning or tomorrow morning and your alarm goes off and you physically feel like you haven't got the energy, get up and still make yourself a cup of tea. Then you are still in that circadian rhythm. You are still seeing those daylight hours or potentially daylight hours, depending on what time of the year you're in. But it's helping you to boost yourself and get into a new habit and a new rhythm. So those little negotiations that you have with yourself in the morning will get less and less and less and less. But it is honestly mental how you negotiate with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> in a split second before you're yeah. really awake thinking, shit, why did I set my alarm? What am I going to do? How long could I actually stay in bed before I really have to get up? Yeah. yeah. And the thing is your brain, especially first thing in the morning, your brain's going to go with what the easiest option is. But yeah. is the easiest option staying in bed or is the easiest option getting up? In the split second, the easiest option is staying in bed. But for the rest of the day, for your productivity and for your energy levels and for your sense of success and ticking something off your to-do list as soon as you wake up, then actually getting out of bed is the better thing for you for the rest of that day. And I think as well, like just you just touched on it there about your podcast, having something, and this goes with every habit, stack it onto something that you already enjoy. So for me, I'll get up, I'll make my coffee in like my flask and I'll take that on a walk and I'll listen to a podcast because I enjoy my coffee and I enjoy listening to a podcast. So I'm then stacking something that I enjoy on top of it, which makes it more enjoyable. Like the other way you could do that is you could get up for your walk in the morning, for example, or whatever habit you're trying to build and then have something that you enjoy when you get back. So you're like, right, I go on this walk when I get back, I can do this so that you're stacking it on something you already enjoy, you're much more likely to actually get up and do it the first few times so that it becomes more of a habit. And then after a while, it will start to become more of a habit over time. Yeah, definitely. And I think I am still kind of in a in a mindset of I have to earn a shower. So I mm. still am in a mindset that I have to get an element of sweaty before I shower. So if I'm going to wake up and miss my walk, well, I'm still going to shower. So really I need to go for the walk to make sure that I've earned the hair wash that my hair is sweaty enough for me to shower so yeah it's that enjoyment process afterwards as well but other people may relate to that as well because I, I hair washing is just an absolute when you've got long hair oh my god don't yeah it's just a pain in the bum so yeah, mine's, much mine's getting done tomorrow so I haven't got a, I don't know what it is but you know when you go to the hairdressers and they wash it it lasts so much longer yeah it does, unless they put that shitty serum in it which I hate oh no they don't do that with mine <laughs> uh, no so um just 
quickly as well, just picking up on the tiredness side of things, because like you were saying, I think you were saying earlier, Michelle, that if you've got something at the end of the day or even at the start of the day and you're like, oh, I can't bother, like I'm too tired, it's been a long day. There's two different types of tiredness. So you've got your mental tiredness and your physical tired now, tiredness. Your physical tiredness is pretty self-explanatory. Like if you've been doing something active throughout that day, then the chances are it could be that you're physically tired. Most of the time, especially if you've got a desk job, you're mentally tired. If you can make that time and that effort to do something active, no matter how small, when you're mentally tired, that is going to give you more energy when you get back. Because it's a bit like if you can't be bothered to say you've got a, say you've got a gym class booked, right? And you can't be bothered. It's at 530. You're like, I've had a rubbish day at work. When you get home from that, you've probably said, oh, I feel so much better now I've done that. Partly because of the happy hormones that you've released, but also because you were you were mentally tired. And actually by doing that, it's giving you that energy boost. It's giving you that kind of refresh that you needed. Um, I don't know what you think about the whole mental, physical tiredness side of things. Yeah, I, I'm obviously going to link this into nutrition, but yeah. your mental and physical tiredness is interlinked because if you're physically tired your brain is telling you that you're physically tired and then you're less likely to do the things that you plan to do because you're physically tired. But if you're physically tired because you've had a really active day and actually you can't do whatever task it is that you set out to do in the evening, then that's fine. It, like You need to also be a little bit nice to yourself. You need to make sure that you're helping yourself push forward, not just for that day, but for the next day as well. And that's where the nutrition comes in is what you're eating today what you're eating right now, if you're listening to this and you're eating dinner or you're going to be prepping dinner or you're making breakfast, what you eat now is going to affect your energy levels in 30 minutes. What you eat now is going to affect the outcome of what you can do for the rest of the day. And it's going to affect what you can do the next day as well. And it's also the difference between moving more and moving less. So if you're eating well and fueling yourself well from the inside out, you're going to move more. If you're not and you're eating stodgy, takeaway, highly processed foods, you are going to feel sluggish and lethargic and you're going to move a lot less than somebody else who is eating a more nutritious diet. But I think like we've covered so much stuff. So <laughs> we've spoken about, you know, everything to do with neat energy expenditure that I can possibly think about. Um, I, there's so many more tips and hints especially for like mums getting out with their kids in a buggy with the babies in a buggy taking your kid out on a balance bike like there's so many other ways that you can get active that we think is natural we think is normal but for other people it's hard to get into that mindset so maybe we do another session if people give us loads of information or, or find this really helpful maybe we can do another one with a bit more inside information yeah I think definitely like let us know you know send us a message and if there's a certain thing that you're really struggling to find time for a new habit that you're trying to do that you just can't seem to stick to let us know and we can give really kind of practical advice and tips on um on another episode yeah because it's more than likely that you're not the only one with that challenge it's more than yeah. likely I've never met one person with a very individual challenge yet most people have the same challenges so Absolutely. I mean, we've just been, we've been doing a five day free Facebook group this week, haven't we? And the amount of similar challenges that the guys on there are facing, like 
so don't ever feel like oh well I'm the only person that feel like I'm the only person that can't fit this in I can't ask Charlotte or Michelle that because I'm going to sound stupid because it sounds like a silly question like it absolutely doesn't because there are so many people out there that are struggling with the same thing as well yeah you're not alone at all well thank you so much for listening to today's episode we have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you about everything to do with neat energy expenditure we are going to join you in a few days time for our Q&A but for now please leave us a review and share this with your friends and family that might enjoy it too absolutely and just as a reminder where can people find you Michelle uh, they can find me on Instagram at Michelle underscore motivates underscore and Charlotte where can they find you and I'm also on Instagram at, at Collective Health UK.